Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Um, alright, I want to talk about another beautiful shot Speaking of fucking gorgeous, absolutely I hope you yeah. saw this, I hope you saw this beautiful shot 80% was in like 780i I'm so. cry, <laughs> Carl, that's devastating Oh like 420p, probably. It was really but, fucking bad. So yeah, think how great it's going to be when you get your ca- oh, copy. I'm gonna, it's going to be I'm so I'm going to watch it. it without pants on. I'm going to Okay, <laughs> so not, you want to come over as well? This is not even, I'm not even joking right now. When you get your Criterion Blu ray, did you order it already? Yeah. When it arrives, yeah. I, we're going to set aside a day. I want to come watch this on your big ass TV with done. you. Dude, I so, want to be there for diggity this. Diggity done. Fucking, this movie is so I'll even so plug good. in my soundbar and woofy woof. <gasps> So <laughs> wait, beautiful shot. Sorry. No wait, Jeff. I'm no, sorry. I've been good. I've been yammering. It's the beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Um, beautiful, beautiful shot. They're sitting in the restaurant. Basically, this is after they've made peace with each other. But, um, the uh, uh it's when we get Sebe's wife and um Ushitara's brother are fighting over who's gonna buy Sanjiro a drink. Right. Like, right. Uh, my brother will beat me. Well, my husband will kick me out of the house. You well, bitch. Sh- you idiot. And they're yeah. yelling at each other. Uh, it look they held that shot a little bit long. It's because they were breaking in that scene. If the really, yeah, there is like the three of them. There is this moment just before it. Well, cuts Sandra where looks like, like he's having gonna a laugh hard the whole fucking time. Like Sandra looks like he's gonna laugh the yep. whole time. Love yep, hundred percent. Um, so what the next shot we see? It's ra- it's that rainy day. Yeah, raining on day So we're we're inside the dark restaurant the blacks are gorgeous mm-hmm. all of this this like gorgeous shadow and then we have like the over the 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 top lighting i love a good storm in movies too. here's Dude. in my kids i'm so proud of them they're like dad do you think that was a rain machine or was that real i'm like <laughs> i'm raising you right son <laughs> yes yes <laughs> however they did it yeah, the rain the outside Incredible. is like so blown out it's super white it's misty and foggy mm-hmm. and this white rain is falling and as um gonji and sanjaro talk uh, we get Ushitara and that giant dude and two white umbrellas emerge. Dude, watching them come out of the mist mm-hmm. in the background, this is what I mean when you have like multi-subject shots because the whole thing is the conversation between right. Chandra and, and Gunji and, and then you literally get like, here comes the fucking crime boss. And you could just have the crime boss walk in, but when you can also make it breathtakingly yeah. beautiful, yeah. like, god damn, so cool. No, And great sound design for the 60s where, like, again, that rain feels great. Mm-hmm. You know the, what I mean? The feet pounding on the boards yes. later. Fucking yes. awesome. The dude with his prayer with his prayer drum. Oh, oh the manic Holy fucking shit. prayer drum banging dun, at the end. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, that dun, made me dun, so dun, unsettled. It did, and it was such good sound. It wasn't <laughs> yep. blown out. It wasn't whatever. It was just and you know fully really great fucking performance too. Dude, oh. dude straight lost his mind. Yeah. Okay, he has two awesome moments. Um, that guy. I'm gonna just skip this note because yeah. that's. That was, I mean, the bit when Sanjuro meets the hammered assassins and cuts that guy's Hakamashita in half yeah, from yeah. the back and he thinks he's dead. Get up. Yeah. Get up. Yes. His coat's just split and you're like, that Holy guy's a fucking, <laughs> yeah. that is some, that's a gift. This man, this is like, it's like the, John, he's John Wick. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry. John Wick is him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah, that's um, here's a couple quick points catching up with you, um, just for fun. Uh, so a couple quotes. One thing um, that one of the gang members say is, "You can't build a fortune unless you're known as a killer and a thief." I have that written down. Yeah, I have that written down and it's, too. Oh my so, god! So again, I don't want to be political, but it's so Trumpy, where we're where we're where we're lifting up the idea of lying is fine. Dragging the court process out is fine, you know, like betraying people is fine, but you know, because we're all in on it, wink, wink, nudge, judge, and it brings us all lower. And it's this I, in this thing in here where you see that this that this that the that the gang that the leader is raising his son this way, where it's like to please me, mm-hmm. oh you God, must lower, yeah. you know, and it's such a amazing thing. And then of course. They, so he makes that deal. Then the family immediately plans to betray him right after they yeah, hire him. Immediately. Uh, I need to talk to you. 25 for you. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. We haven't even paid the cable bill yet this <laughs> month. Like, that's a shitload of money, yeah. guy. And all he does to do this is he just walks down the hallway and yep. listens to it. And it, it's funny because I think and some, to some people they'd say, oh, that's really convenient. It doesn't feel convenient in this. It feels like these people are just this stupid and yeah. full of themselves. You know, where a lesser person would have just said, I'll just take my chances. They don't really mean it. And he's like, oh, no, you insulted me. (laughs) I'm going to go. Here's your money back. I love that justification, too, because when he well, he arranges it. He's like, all right. Yep. Let me lead you to battle. Let me arrange a giant fight. Here comes the war. By the way, I quit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's kind of shitty to try and kill the guy you just hired. There's your fucking money. And then he doesn't just throw the money away. He walks halfway down and he's like, hey, which one of you is the other guy? You? This son of a bitch just insulted me. Yeah. And then I, do, I love that he doesn't go like, all right, I'll fight for you now. He goes, nope. that's I'm gonna all. I'm going to climb a tower and watch you all fight. Yeah, he fight. ends it. He's just like, that's all. And Bye. But, and it's so cool because like really the like like in a different movie, like I mean that would have been the end of it, right? He would have yeah. built up to it. But this is like 15 minutes in. Yeah, it's he's super got them, early. He's got them <laughs> completely ready to wipe each other out and he like, solved the problem. The that shit? fucking shot when you're like, it's just him up in the watch. Like, like, all right. Looking and left, he's looking having right. his popcorn. Yeah. Like, nope. And he like, knows they can't back down. What brilliant framing. Super, super low, like, like worm's eye kind of looking up. And then you see from... Couple, of, couple of swords, couple yes. of swords, and then they're out. What a great shot! And then in a little more, and then in a little more, and then you see what the are we cat doing and mouse. This today, huh? And like the and then contrast that me, these two giant groups of people, like, uh, what are you? Are you gonna? Uh, uh, yeah, it's how, a lot different than the Braveheart at that. Uh, it's a lot different than when Sandro walked, just waded into uh, a crowd of twenty and was like, thirty people. Which three of you are gonna die now? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, shut, 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 Catch you later. Well, and it's it's funny because like these I, are cowards. To my shame, like I had forgotten that Yojimbo wasn't his name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I was like I was like, oh wait, that's not his name. And I was right. like, what does Yojimbo mean? And so I looked it up. And if one one thing I saw is that Yojimbo just means bodyguard in Japanese. Okay, but speak- but that's that that thing again. To pay, playing, playing back to this like really. Everything in this is like surface cool, one surface down, very dark. Super dark. And then like one surface deeper, like profound as well. And so you said something that I just wanted to say again, just because Mm -hmm. it was beautiful. It it brings us all lower. Yeah. Dude, like I could have just said that rather than like the one hour (laughs) dissertation I gave earlier. But like that's what I'm saying is like when when we all just like ascent – when, when we all just, like, consent to be ruled by two gangs that are essentially identical and we just pitch our lot with these amoral men with the hope of either getting some cheap thrills, right. escaping poverty, or just, like, not having to suffer death, which, like, I mean, look, survival's And, and some sure. just surviving. Yep. Yeah, yeah, truly, but, like, but 
it makes us less less than right when we just throw our hats in the ring with the gangs because that's just the way things are right. you know and they need our permission to do it i love they need our consent for yeah. sure um and then there was a note we were just talking about what was that line that um in order to make a name for yourself you need you to can't be a, make a fortune unless you're known as a killer and a, thief. a killer and a thief that dude when he finally gets released in the prisoner exchange mommy bastard why yeah. didn't you bite your tongue off and die yeah, yeah. holy shit yeah. makes you feel a little bit less bad for, or a little bit more uh understanding of don jr you botched another deal why wouldn't you just bite your tongue off and die I, I, one thing one thing that this is this is a, uh, something i tell myself a lot and this is something that i try to learn from this movie is like because i have a tendency to be nervous and big energy and and, and talk a lot and, and just you know because i get excited and welcome but like um there's this skill that that Sandro shows where it, this skill of like just being quiet and letting people show you who they really are because it's not complicated it's not this movie is not it's 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 not like oh i can't believe these guys are talking about their motivation so openly people do that they you brag know, you know who else does that Bosch. I was just going to say. I was going to say some of the best investigators and people that get confessions yeah. out of people is because they sit there and they don't say anything. Yeah. yeah. Just because let them, and let people talk. And they will get nervous because people don't like Humans silence. Humans don't people, like to sit quietly. No. And most people want to. That's why I can never commit a crime. Yeah. I can never commit a crime, Carl. Because like, like that, that right, right there, yeah. that was one and a half seconds. And I was like, I need to talk something. Yeah. I need to say something. Hey, that's a really nice shirt, man. Your hair is yeah. looking great today. By the way, you've been you're like cranking out those pushups because you're looking really beefy. Oh, thank you. I'm out of air. Somebody yeah. say something. Jesus no. Christ. Right. But, but like, and that's not a fault. But it, but right because we're 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 trying to connect, right? Sure. But but in this like case with like these bad guys and stuff, it's not hard if you just sit back and like like don't let people tell you who they are. Let them show you who they are. It mm-hmm. won't take very long. You what, what a, I mean? this movie is such a uh, there are so many examples of this that are yeah. so amazing mm-hmm. at show don't tell right like okay right. when we see we kind of see like Kurosawa almost like tags himself back in this movie so we see uh, Sanjiro recovering in that temple in the end and he's just watching a leaf blow around and knocking right? his knife into it well he's like alright leaf blowing around leaf blowing around Shut and it seems like a throwaway thing until you realize what he's doing is he's like I've got to figure out a way to beat the gun, gun. But he's like, oh, yeah, that's it's one of those perfectly hidden Chekhov's guns. Dude, we've been seeing so many movies that are hiding the nuclear power plant so perfectly. I'm I'm in love with Dark City and this. Jeff, we watch such good movies when you're around. The thing that mattered. Well, you know, and and it was I'm really glad you pointed out with a a gun with a knife because I didn't catch that. I I totally, of course, that's what it's there for. And catch it until he put the knife in his in his forearm. Well, I'm I was like, so oh, I was so in because I was like Hides I, right I was so busy like looking at the technical of like how they pulled it off because the shots are it's backwards the shots yeah 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 and and so like but I and my, my son was asking I was like oh should see somehow the how the knife gets there before the you know, the camera gets there before because that's because it's backwards and my son's like yeah whatever dad but um <laughs> but uh but but that's right that is one of those examples where I'm so busy looking at the technical I miss the the motivational one of my favorite examples of that of of. Uh, hiding the knife throw is in Rush Hour 2 when the assassin chick throws the knife into the apple that's in the other girl's oh, mouth yeah. and it's just a whip pan over to an apple that already has a knife Correct. in it. Yep. So but you, when your eye sees it, it just sells it. Yep. And you're like, holy shit! Yeah. I like the I like the knife toss and re-throw at the end of uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Is that good? <laughs> Catches it. Uh, top a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. It it's so, so goddamn with good. Pedro, I'll see. Oh Correct. my god! Uh, anything with cage. Correct. Both <laughs> and both are true now. They're fucking. 
them together. I want to see 50 more movies with those two dudes. Can we? Can we just watch? I hope they make a sequel. Whoever's listening that has any power to make more Cage and and Pascal, Pascal, please. That is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Continued adventures of Javi and Nick Cage. Yes, give it to me. I don't even need characters. Just let me be Nick Cage. Yeah, (laughs) just let me be Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal. Just shoe shopping. I'm here for it. I think the two greatest shots in cinema history <laughs> are Nicolas Cage looking over slowly at Pedro and then Pedro Pascal turning with those huge ass eyes. <laughs> Every meme on the internet now is just that shot. Yes. Because so it's funny. it's glorious. Um, sorry, what was this? Mm. Uh, there was something going on here. Oh, this is where he saves the wife, basically. Yeah. Um so I, and this is but just this is the this is probably the most real moment in the movie or 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 a couple of scenes because again I'm talking I'm reading into it maybe a little bit but that that undercurrent that Mufune is bringing to this moment is this is a, he's there's actually stakes on the line when the kid enters yep something shifts in him and, big and time. because he's like because he had just fucked with the town again and seen something and all of a sudden this kid comes running in and he's it's like oh yeah you're stirring shit but there's kids and things no, running around. and now yeah. it's real because well, he's he like established but he turned over the assassins and that's what starts this whole prisoner right, swap yeah. thing because they shoot the assassins and they're like well we've still got your son and they're like yeah well we've got your got fucking your big boss's woman and they're like right fuck Right. So he set up all of this whole like taking of hostages thing. Yep. So he's partly responsible, oh, yeah. which because he's partly responsible for the situation, I just realized as like an honorable person, he has to help resolve this yeah. situation. Yes, because he set the he set everything in motion. So and it's yeah. the most in motion, and yeah. it's the closest he comes to. Well, it's closest. I was going to say it's the closest he comes to dying because it is. It's what gets him caught. Yeah. Is this act because yeah. he puts himself he he outplayed himself. Correct. You know what I mean? And he got a little too comfortable like watching a people overextended. Yep, watching people undo themselves. He didn't know all of the pieces on the board either. He was Which not is true. aware. And the woman is a surprise, but it's not the um what's what is the women in the fridge kind of mean whatever it is where right, like, it's, right. it's not that where she's just there to be it's because she's supposed to blindside us when right, she comes correct. out, she because he's blindsided he's by He's blindsided by and, it because he doesn't know who the fuck this yeah. kid is. And Carl Freight at the beginning was like that moment that kid shows up, it's like Whoa! Like that is, that feels different. There's yeah, another sure there's another moment when, okay, so when the kid shows up, you can see, and this is this is like that thing we were talking about where like uh, Mifune is so so subtle in his acting, but it is there. He's not doing the and I. It's the right choice for Lone Wolf and Cub. It's the wrong choice for this. He's not just like deadpanning the whole time because he's like I'm a stoic samurai. No. Shit does touch this guy yeah. and affect him. And one of the, like when that guy keeps saying like you're not such a bad guy, you're a good guy, and he's like shut up, I'm drinking. Yeah, right. Get the fuck away from me. I like to drink sake and think. Yeah, but it's I'll think while I'm drinking. No, think while I'm That's drinking. That's what he does sake. at the beginning. Right. But like, so the kid comes in and you see him a little bit like, um, who is who is this? Who's the little guy? Yeah. And they're like, I can't see my mom. You will. And he's looking through the the slat and he goes, mommy, mommy. And then she runs and yeah, it's her name's Nui, right? I think so. That sounds right. So she's like, and her, I can't remember her son's name, but she's like, she runs over to her kid and she's like, oh my God, it's my kid. It's my kid. They throw up the shutters and reveal, um, uh, uh, what an amazing performance by this woman. Like, and the kid dude screaming, it hurts. And she's like, and the, and the fact that she's bound and she's just running over to get close enough that he can hug her because she just wants to feel that touch. So. It reveals, you know, they're all watching back behind in in the restaurant. Yeah. She runs over. The husband's there. Uh, Gonji's there, and um, and uh, Sanjiro are all there. And then they run over. They make the swap really quick, and they like drag her away. And it's as this kid is screaming, and he realizes like, this is the husband and the son 
of right. that woman. If you want, like, I was watching um, Mifune's face the whole time, and you literally see, like, like he looks like someone tore his heart yeah. out, and he's like, yeah. You can see the it, the, it, the literal like the word that is in his head is like, oh shit. No, that, but like yes. a like a devastated and, oh and self incriminating. Like yeah, he, he's, he's like mad at himself. yes, yeah. and you can already see him. You can see him like after like it hits him. There's you can see him like harden back down because he's like, how do I fix this now? Yep. So if I can, I would like to take a moment to step back and and look at something technically for a second. Yeah. So love you look to. you look at movies. I love you look at movies. You look at movies, right? Like young aspiring directors, like at Interlock and Arts Academy or whatever, or ourselves, you know, yep. um, and stuff. And and we we come we tend to be in two camps. Either like like people are just making things incredibly superficially, trying to make a buck, right? Like just just mimicking the higher level stuff and whatever. Or we're trying too hard to, we're like, okay, Kurosawa has all this shit going on, all this subtext. I don't think that that was necessarily in the script. I think mm-hmm. that these are moments in the in the day where, where they're taking a second and he's just taking a moment to say, you know, like, okay, well, the reaction to this is sad. But why is it sad? And 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 because uh, ninety percent of what we're taking we're doing is we're projecting this on there a thousand sure, percent, they, which is what makes great movies great. No, it is. Yeah. And they they didn't overly define it. They didn't overly. Yeah. They didn't have to have this all fucking planned out from the beginning. Yes, Kurosawa was a master, and we'll never reach that level. But I'm saying don't. <laughs> well, I guess true. what I'm saying is I'm speaking to like eighteen year old Jeff, and I'm saying don't be intimidated by the complexity of what they did. They didn't do that all in an hour and a half. They did it over months. You know, well, writing the composer the did it in a week. But well, that yeah, was aside like, from him, right? He was just like, fuck it, let's have some boom, chop, Well, that chop, is chop. someone, is someone that has tried set, to, to, right. to write, that, that, that you're absolutely right. Like, you get, I get intimidated by, of like, course. I want to write a, a musical. It's a short musical. I already have everything, like, planned out. I know the beats of the thing. But then I think of Tick, Tick, Boom, and I think of Rent, and right, I think right. of all of these, like, Larson in particular, because I just thought, like, it's one of my favorites, right? Yeah. But then you get intimidated, like, well, he didn't write it all in one day either. No. You no. know, there were a lot of pieces of paper on the floor that never, that were never seen or heard by anyone but him. Right. And and he didn't overexplain anything. He Correct. Didn't, he didn't have to show how smart he was. He just, you know, they the uh, Kurosawa clearly understands. Yes. And he clearly understands the colors of his brushes. So he clearly understands the actors totally. and the different characters and what they're bringing to it. He, but ahead. they don't need to explain themselves. Right. And I'm just trying to say that, like, that, like, you don't have to seek to make the next masterpiece. You just have to make something that you understand and stay consistent and with. That and people, true to you, yeah, me. people will always put that on there. In the collaboration with the people, your actors, no, and right, your, right, yeah. right, because because it's it's firmly that one plus one equals three. It's like we said with Dark City and Drive is you. The only way that you get these these things out of these films and these performances out of these people is you tr- you have to trust the people that you're working right. with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like if you don't trust Ryan Gosling, if you micromanage his performance, you get garbage out right. of him. But if you trust like, oh, Ryan Gosling's probably going to deliver and then you set him up for success with the and way you're you shooting. you have conversations about the scene totally. of the day. Yeah. We always, with Kurosawa, like the thing that intimidates me most about him is especially later in his career, like the meticulousness with which he approached things and his, he, he is a very unique filmmaker in a lot of ways and the one mm-hmm. that I always say on the show is like there's a there was a there's a short sequence in a hospital in one of his later movies and it was an abandoned hospital it was just a set but he redressed the whole hospital including the floors they weren't shooting on as a hospital every cabinet was fully stocked mm-hmm. with the things that would be in that cabinet even though no cabinets and no drawers are opened in any of the scenes he just needed his act- actors to go into that room and know they that that room scalpels got, in there's there. tongue yep. depressors yeah. in there there's going to be some mirrors in there gauze bandages up here there's going to be every 
So like to take it to that level later on, he can because he's fucking right. Akira Kurosawa. Right. You know right. what right. I mean? Right. Um, but like, yeah, that can be super intimidating. But it's like we were saying earlier. I can't remember if we said it on mic or off mic, but as long as you're passionate about it and like run at it and go at it for real and take it seriously and but also like bring joy to it and have fun and don't just like micromanage and fucking right, get right. neurotic with it. Even if your movie doesn't end up being midsummer and even if you don't you know if, if, if you're even if you're not delivering on the Ari Aster level you might deliver on a Roger Corman level and, th- and that shit is great too. too right totally. well sure and and for those maybe who are if you're afraid that you're gonna end up making planet nine or or, or something like that just like, remember that plan nine is like well, a that's beloved true cult too. classic that's true too but it, well, I guess one thing I always get worried about is um what's the American movie the documentary about oh, about Coven, uh, Coven. <laughs> right so like yeah. like like so my, my film instructor in college showed us Coven or showed us American movie and I was like this is the worst thing to show Why would to you show young, that to any young vulnerable filmmaker? filmmakers because it's like this is what we're so afraid of becoming Correct. but so so what I'm going to say is that there, here's my surefire way to not have that happen to you is like literally just fi- like rip off like say okay hey this Kurosawa f- scene feels like the scene I have I'm just going to write down his storyboards and shoot it that way Jarmish does this all the time because it's because filmmaking is not um, about inventing everything from the ground up each time it's jazz everything has been done before every combination of notes has been done before you're never going to play a. the fucking saxophone in a way that Charlie Parker hasn't Fuck no you so won't. just so just put together your own instruments and just the process of your creation with your unique collaborators will make it's your own and then you you know what i mean You're, you give yourself yeah, that totally. safety net to imitate instead of trying to create from scratch jambalaya is a recipe wow. yeah, the same shit goes into jambalaya every time yeah. but it's your hand that makes it taste which, different than the shit at the restaurant which is why i'm a patreon subscriber guys because this is my 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 <laughs> therapy sessions where i'm That's paying like, you guys 15 minutes i'm paying like on you guys <laughs> to let me remind myself you have an alarm set on your phone I, for I like it's, the, in his back it's, pocket the it's in my wallet <laughs> <laughs> And it should be in yours too oh, when you yeah. go to patreon.com and, and subscribe and support these guys. <laughs> but it's true, like, because it is true, right? Like, like we all are creative people and we all get overwhelmed by the great. Yeah, totally. It's like, man, you don't, you know, just do you your don't own thing. You have to be Sondheim. Yeah. No. No. Like, brief sidebar, because this, there was a, this is, Bird and I had this discussion the other night, because I've been kind of going through a thing. Um, Since I'm a, I, I'm primarily a writer. Okay. First and foremost, that's like my big thing. I'm, I'm, I love music, I love film, but like, words are my, my thing. Um, and I've been like, I've, I've been working on screenplays, but I've noticed over the years that my screenplays are getting more short film and less feature film. Mm-hmm. My like big, uh, like fiction writing projects or my like prose writing projects are going like, I'm struggling with novel form and I'm doing way better with like short story, mm-hmm. poetry, that sort of shit. And I, I think I unpacked what it was or why that is recently. And I think it has to do with social media and the way that I, f- the way that like modern culture is about like putting shit out for people to absorb constantly. Right. When you're writing a novel, content. Yeah, you ha- like got to get content out now. Like, oh, it's been a week since you posted something. Are you even a real person? Are you even an artist anymore? Right. So it's like a novel might take two years to write, three years to write. Unless a film, can. a feature film, might mm-hmm. take three years, four years. David Lynch took. Five and a half to do a racer head, or yeah. six years, six years, or something to make a racer head. Mm-hmm. Six years went by between the door opening and the door shutting. Yeah, there was like yeah. years between just a single shot in a racer head because yep. he ran out of money, so he had to like wait to get more money. And in the meantime, he's editing. But like, what we, what I think, modern, the way that like modern media works is it's like there's this weird pressure that I personally I feel to like 
always have something coming out. And if right. like, so when I'm sitting there and I'm working on like, like a treatment for a feature length film and I've got like two of them kind of kicking around in my head. If I'm working on a treatment for a feature, the treatment will take me like two weeks and I'm like, God, I haven't put anything out in two weeks. I've been writing this treatment and I still have to write the script and the script is going to take me like probably five, six months. And then like from that six months, I've got to go into pre-production and I've got to make these lists. That's a year. I'm not putting anything out for a year. Oh my God, that's insane. But that's, we forget like that's how Hollywood works too. Like we don't, like I think the social, you know, everyone talks about the 24 hour news cycle. I think the social media cycle of content Makes it difficult to remember. It's Fifteen minutes or some shit. Now it, it's like it makes it difficult to remember that like art takes time and attention, yeah. and that's why like memes and reels. That's not art, right? It's not art. It is content. That's why I'm, it's rarely art. That's why I'm there's rarely there's some people every once in a while. The, Comedians fighting the. Um, <laughs> The not necessarily the urge, but the thought to like. But those comedians, sorry, really quick. But those sorry. comedians that are releasing those reels, mm-hmm. th- they wrote those bits, yeah. they oh, yeah. shot those bits. Those bits were edited for weeks, and then that video hits. They yep. get like a fifteen minute or maybe like a week window of people being like, "Oh my god, that was killer!" Mm-hmm. What else do they have on their profile? Yeah, and then they click, and they're like, "What else did they do?" Yep. And then, but they're like, they're back at it. They're writing. They're grinding. Right. But sorry, what were you gonna say? But like, I don't remember. Oh, no, damn, sorry, it, sorry, Carl. That's, that's okay. I've, I feel terrible. Though. No, no worries. But like, but like this I'm, is. I'm in the level of exhaustion, so this is things don't stick like they oh, used no. to. <laughs> this is, but this is like this is something that if if I could talk to like younger filmmaker Max or mm-hmm. like younger writer Max, it's just like for a big like five years now, I've kind of like gotten into this weird frantic. I need to finish and put shit out like now, 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 now. But like, it's. It, Say it. Say, yeah, it say it now. Oh, that, because of this whole writing project and things and a lot of its original songs, like I keep fighting this urge to like maybe I should do a TikTok and I'll just like have a TikTok page and like like release mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. thirty seconds, forty five seconds of like working through mm-hmm. these songs to like have content coming out while I'm doing the thing. But I'm like, I don't think I want to fucking do that though. I don't know. It's weird. Like I see there's some validity in that could to like create some sort of engagement. If you are like woodshedding or workshopping yeah. something that you're trying to put out there, but and, see, I but think it's also then it's speaking more to what my grandpa Hart M- Mortensen, my uh, my grandfather taught me how to play alto saxophone, taught me everything about jazz that I know. Uh, I was talking to him. Uh, <gasps> Hell yeah, man! We're gonna make a trio. We, we, should, we should totally can. <laughs> oh my God, um, so just just exactly. like weeks Bob, Bob. weeks Bob. before he uh, he passed away, he I was having a conversation with him on the phone about. Um, a song that I was writing and I was like uh, just you know digging into like why I was he's like well who are you writing it for and I got his well you know it's this girl I like or whatever and I want her to like me he's like no but who are you writing it for though I'm like well who do you want to listen to it I'm like well her but then eventually like a lot of people and so what it was and his point was like you're not writing it for the right person then Mm -hmm. you write what you want to write and and, and to the voice that speaks to you don't worry about like what other people are going to think about it. Just write that thing. Yeah. And so then when I think about, man, these songs I'm working on, wouldn't it be cool to like get feedback and, and put it out there for the world to see as it's being written? But then that's going against what my grandfather said. It was like, don't write for them. Write for you. Yeah. If I start dumping it every day on TikTok as some sort of like th- go ahead. churning. I, but I, yeah, I, I think that that's very, very profound. Like I think it's very important. I think that, that people... 
I, I, I'm not. This sounds critical of you, and I don't, don't mean it that way. No, I think fine. you're falling into a trap that 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 a lot of people, do, let's say companies, do with social media, where they're like, we just need something that we needed that that sense of touch every day or right. every three days, and and so people remember who we are. And I always come in and say, I'm, I always say to them, I'm like, you've got to be genuine. Uh, people have an amazing bullshit sensor, sure. and the minute you're in there trying to make fake drama or trying to make something up to be popular they sense that and 99% of the time they turn away I think that you can take social media though and approach it like a collaborative partner sure you can put stuff out and say hey I'm screaming out into the void maybe a few of you will echo back what I'm feeling and what do you think of this five second what do you sure. think of this lyric what right. do you think of whatever and I think that's where social media can soar because all of a sudden you'll have that's what I keep coming back around to yeah and you I think know, that that's when I'm- great and and it's genuine, and I yeah. think people will respond to that more versus you trying to put so much pressure on yourself to have like it be perfect, right? right yeah. It be done. I don't know because because it's cool. To, and and those people, even if you don't you don't take their advice or whatever, they will just be happy because they touched a moment with you of greatness where oh, you're trying cool. to make something. That's my vibe. No, okay, cool. It's kind of like yeah, social maybe media. Maybe I'm old, and I know no, I don't. Maybe there's no maybe about it. Old man Peterson with his suspenders <laughs> over here, like. Part of it. I was wondering why you wore those today. It's because <laughs> I have these goddamn kids on my digital lawn. But like, <laughs> but like, truly, it's that's the character they needed in the Matrix. It was some old man yelling <laughs> about his digital lawn. The fourth one, yeah, yeah. it would have made the fourth one just so sing. But like, to me, there is. I, I keep reminding myself that the idea. That every little aspect and every second of our lives being documented and shared with the world is a relatively new thing. Yeah. All of my favorite creators, all of them, none of them did that. Right. Because the that that idea it also didn't exist, right? At the that time, idea so, yeah. didn't exist. Akira Kurosawa is not like shit. I'm shooting Seven I Samurai, and I, I really got to make I got to yeah. make sure that the public knows like Seven Samurai is going to be popping off. All right, all right. Uh, do an action scene. I'm going to take some stills, and then and let me just reply, do a post. Because uh, yeah. he's too fucking busy working on this long form vision that he's got. And right. and I, dude, like this is actually something that we're we're kind of dealing with as the podcast right now, which is I understand the. The world, uh, I think to its detriment and unfortunately, kind of lives and dies and revolves around social media Mm -hmm. nowadays. Like, that's how people get noticed. Oh, here's my Instagram. I mean, they literally ask at, like, manager meetings, like, how many followers do you have? What's your engagement? And that's just so far from how I'm wired that, like... I was what finally got me writing again and got me able to work is I just deleted social media completely off yeah. my phone and stopped engaging with it and then I started writing again and now I've got screenplay I've got a uh, that one we're talking about that I don't want to announce till it's done but like that's almost Dumb bio. that's the one got it almost done post deleting Instagram yeah. I finally like momentum back on novel band project pick back up because I stopped worrying about like what what small slice of all of these creative projects am I going to be sharing with right, people right. every day? I don't know. I've never found the way to balance it. I know there right. are people who do, and yep. I know it's crucial to do that. Just for me and the way that my... Uh, it it's sounds pretentious, but like, I know. Right. I, I don't think it's for me, man. No. It messes. It really makes yeah. my brain do go bad. Yeah. No, I, I think that, <laughs> and I think that that's, Max brain go bad. Max brain go bad. You know, it's no, not I, healthy for me. No, mentally. I think I think I think that that's right. I, I actually did did another cycle of the same thing where I I unsubscribed from my Twitch channels and whatever because I I have and it's really weird because like I felt like I owed it to these 
creators who have gotten me through tough times and entertained mm-hmm. me and, and I like them and I'm their you know digital friend by proxy I feel like well I really need to show them my support or else they're not going to be okay and then I'm like but then I'm not living my life you right. know what I mean like what am I doing I'm living right. my life for Markiplier yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> like, and and Markiplier doesn't want you to do that not you know? at he, all he wants you to go out and do other things and and it's um yeah man it's it's a really interesting thing I do I think we're in the disinfectant stage of social media where I do think we're going to come through it stronger but right now we're bringing all of our fucking nasty toxins to the surface and we're slowly burning them through and it's going to be the next generation or two generations from now you can see like like the teenage girls right now are the best uh people at handling the political trauma right now because they're like oh that person is just a troll and they move on with their life right they don't spend any time or energy on it they're not like whatever and so, but I do think, you know, yeah, those of us, we've got to push through it and it's, it's tough, but, um, yeah, man, it's a really weird thing. And like, I do that too, where people are like, well, how many social media followers or whatever, if you're so good at social media, how come you don't do this? I'm like, cause it's work for me. I only do it when I get paid. <laughs> you're not going to pay me to make my own social media. So I do it right. for you and I will make you successful. And then I'm going to go do my own thing do and write something thing, yeah, right. and have something I'm proud of. And, um, I will say too, one well, something you said earlier, again, this is, when I, when I say these things, I'm not talking at you guys. I'm, I'm bouncing, I'm bouncing things. These are things I say to me, and I'm just saying it out loud. Sure. It's like, like, it feels to me like you were losing sight of the journey. Like, like you weren't enjoying the journey. You're like, well, I, I, you, you want to skip ahead, not in a bad way, but you want to skip ahead to a year and a half from now when the content's done. Right. Because you're so, you see that, right? And you're, because you've lost the joy in the next 15 minutes trying to find the next five good words, right? Right. And, and, and it, and it's overwhelming. And that's my biggest, my biggest work trick for myself is I, cause I do that. I sit down. I'm like, man, I've got to edit for eight hours today, or I've got to write for four hours and I need to start right now or else I'm going to be a complete failure. And what I've ended up doing is I'm saying, no. I'm going to write for five minutes and then I'm going to take a break if I want to. I almost never do. I almost, I almost end up sitting there for like two hours, but right. But because, but I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to punish myself with what I love. I'm going to reward myself with it, but it's hard to remember that. This is a cool thing that I just recently learned. We will get back to the film, but like this. this, Sorry. You just broke my whole fucking brain. And like, that's the approach. That's at least my, because I get overwhelmed when I think, dude, I need to write today. I want to finish this song. But I don't have three hours. I have to do something in three hours. But I don't, it might take me. What if it takes me four hours to write? Right. I won't have time. What if I write for five minutes? And you go. What you've got to do is what you've got to. got to be your own friend, right? Like if yeah. I was sitting in the room with you, I'd be like, Carl. Hey, if you're not feeling any, I'm feeling it. Let's just get a few good words out. If they right. suck, we'll move on tomorrow, right? But you've got to be your own good, friend. Find a couple good chords. Yeah. Be done. Be be good. And if it if more comes, which it will. Yeah, then great. I, I like that you said almost never is five. I tend to. I'll try and sit down for. I, I like to work in 90 minute blocks sure. and then I do something for my body. Yeah. So like, that's good. cause I got a low back issue. So I'll, I'll write yeah. for 90 minutes and then I'll stretch Masturbate. and then I'll go yep. and write. That's usually also good for the back. <laughs> like the no, but this is, it's, I like this thing that you said, I'm not yeah. going to punish myself with what I love. I just, there's this cool, God, do you listen damn. to the Huberman podcast? Hmm? Huberman, the no. Andrew Huberman. I do. I know you do. <laughs> so Andrew Huberman had this really cool uh, thing. He was talking about uh, the dopamine circuits and re- rewiring dopamine circuits, which is yeah. essentially the reward circuit of the brain. Um, and he was saying that there was a study that was done uh, where they went to a bunch of uh, to a like elementary school classroom, like first second graders, and they found all the kids that enjoyed drawing, liked to draw, just drew for fun all yeah. the time. And what they started doing was every time the kid drew a picture, they would give them a gold star or a piece of candy or some reward, right? After one month, almost all of those kids had stopped drawing. 
because their dopamine circuit now, rather than a, than rewarding them with that pleasurable dopamine, dopamine is both just from the creating. It's both pleasure and motivation. It's primarily a motivating chemical. So originally, what their brain rewarded them for was writing. So or, or drawing. Right, so they're the doing of it. Yeah. yeah. So they would draw a picture and their brains would release oh, dopamine. This like happy. this is fun. You enjoy this. How cool is that? But when they turned when the researchers turned that into a when you do this, you will be given a reward. Yeah. And then that rewired their brain to release dopamine at the gold star. So dopamine also affects how we perceive time. So no wonder the COVID was so long. Yeah, no, <laughs> shit. no, no dopamine at all. But the now all I watched a lot of porn. It flew by for me. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder those days the calendar pages flying off. But now the the writing period, there was a dopamine dearth. Yeah, because they had associated this with work that would lead to a reward, which would relieve, which would release dopamine. So the writing became the actual, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm obviously Freudian myself, no, but the drawing became less and less pleasurable until it wasn't even worth it for them to do anymore right. because really they just were after the gold star, but the work had become intolerable. Too much to, wow. So he does talk about in that episode that it is literally possible by sheer will to retrain your dopamine circuit. Mm -hmm. you, when the, what you do, and he says it right in the episode, is you lie to yourself. So as you're doing the thing, writing, drawing, making a movie. I love this. I love this. I love this. <laughs> working out is what one of his big examples. He's Ooh. like, as you're doing the thing that you've ceased to enjoy, you remind yourself why you're doing it. So you basically say like, look, this is hard and it sucks, but I'm doing this because I love it. And you just mentally hammer that into yourself as you're doing it. And over time, over over months of repetitions of doing this, you will literally retrain your brain to release dopamine during the act rather than, I wrote 2,000 words today, so now I feel good. Right. I've accomplished God something. Damn, man. Right. So rather than, I wrote 2,000 words, I'm done. Dopamine. It's, I'm writing. Fuck, I love yeah. this. High this five is so me. great. Shh. That's... That is, I think that's something that all more artists should cultivate because it is so easy to turn it into a, to turn it into a transactional thing. Yeah. I will pay in this time. Trinity knows and at when the I'm end, getting emotional. I know she does. The dogs freak out anytime yep. like we get she, heated. She goes on my arm. Yeah, she's just checking in. Yeah. But like she's taking my pulse. <laughs> a lot. I think a lot of artists do that. Is they right. turn it into like I'm gonna pay in this time and at the end I will feel good for having done right. my art. Right. But really, it's the art that, that you should be doing it for. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the best art anyway, is the shit that you're doing because you love it. Well, it's the stuff that people care about because they their BS sensor is good. What? Sorry, what's the big thing we always say about shitty acting Dude, performances? He did it for a paycheck. There's a reason why I'm selling my board games to get a new keyboard. Right. Because I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Right. I'm enjoying the playing right. of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so well, yeah. that was a great fucking aside. <laughs> yeah, no, we good. I, we did something similar when we talked about folklore with you too. As we just got oh my into god, like, that, that was my therapy session. Holy shit! Well, <laughs> um, we so, we so, yeah, screen that at so, some point. <laughs> so this is um, next major, next cool filmies. A very like like uh, half-assed attempt to get us back onto the movie, but I do think that there's one other subtext that Kurosawa kind of just sprinkles in here. Is when so we see he he first thing he does he meets the farmer. And then later when there's like, what's your name? He looks outside of the town and he immediately recognizes not just a mulberry field, but a 30 year old mulberry field. 
I think that we're supposed to pick up on some sort of vibe that this man in another life was a farmer mm. and a simple person. Maybe his fa- parents were, maybe he's from, but something of him, because of his the Bushido code and because of the life and whatever brought him here, he can't walk out, get off this path now. But I think that that's one moment where he's actually like looking to the life that could have been. I've read something, I read a little bit more into yeah. that because he immediately looks at, I, I think that's on purpose because he looks at, it zooms in, it zooms in again. I have thoughts on this too. And the old, and the other, um, uh, Ronan mm-hmm. escapes off into that through farm. that field, yeah. yeah. And and he, and then and he, again when he when he dismisses the young man, he's like, "Go eat gruel." But it, but I think it's jealousy. <laughs> go eat gruel. Go eat gruel for I the think there's a life. touch of jealousy of right. go live your simple life that I wish I could. The have. wilderness is calling. Sorry, yeah, that was the, no. that was the my last line in the mash. That was a bizarre. Oh, I think That's this so was funny. a bizarrely apt transition yeah. as well because yeah, yeah. because it's a thirty year mulberry field. This is yeah. not overnight. I'm going to, I want to live fast and die young. Right. I'm going to go make my fortune and die before I get as old and shitty as you. Yeah. But what identity does he take? A mulberry field that has been there right. for 30 years, right. steadfastly growing, tending to its art, yeah. not worrying about putting out content every week. Right, it's right, just right. Doing, its, right. doing its thing. But that's the way that that's shot. I love this. The first shot we see, Carl, it's a liminal space. Oh, we haven't said that this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, we're shooting out, right? But we're shooting out through open doors, and the doors in the first shot border on the right and left-hand side of the screen. Yeah. And there's a railing that cuts it from the bottom. Yep. And then the railing has two vertical um, supports that subdivide the field into one, two, three, four distinct images bounded by yeah. man-made constructions. But the shot doesn't even zoom. It just cuts to a right. zoom. And what that does is the doors disappear, which means the walls are gone. Yep. And now, just floating above this man-made structure is open sky and mulberry field. And we've I like that you pointed out that he's escaped the town. Yep. I think this is Kurosawa calling back to like a simpler time, a purer existence, something serene and peaceful and something that has been there for a long time. Something that's not as ephemeral ephemeral as fast right. cash and gambling. It's like right. what what does the guy say at the beginning about gambling? He's like, "Oh, gambling is destroying everything." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we who how can you even tell whose money is whose anymore? Oh, right, right. Right, he's like, I, someone said, the father at the very beginning says, everyone wants easy money, roll the dice and you're rich. And that's right. the idea. Right. But it's never there. And it's, and I think, you know, it's my, my wife, I tease her for this all the time. She only watches the first disc of the first Lord of the Rings movie and then stops. So it's right up until when they leave Hobbiton. That's really and funny. So, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe she has it right. Because the whole movie, the whole in the books are just about getting back to Hobbiton, right? And just right. back to this thing that we're fighting for and defending. And it's uh a beautiful place. Yeah. yeah, man. And like and I and 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 that's a great example of Peter Jackson clearly not missing what it was actually about. Right. Because he spends an hour and a half yep. in fucking Hobbiton basically. It was my favorite Churchill quote of all time when they're trying to figure out how to get more money into the war chest during World War II during the Blitz. Um he, they're sitting there and they're like, well, what do we cut? We we only have so much money. What are we going to cut? And one of the other cabinet members says, well, why don't we why don't we cut um, uh, dancing or uh, cut the arts? We'll cut the liberal arts. And then Churchill goes, 
then what are we fighting yeah. for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite it's so Churchill good. quote ever. It's like, if we cut the arts, then what's the fucking point of any of this? I've had this discussion with with friends of mine on screenplays when they're writing post apocalyptic stuff, and it's one of the problems I kind of get with um, Walking Dead and Game of Thrones in in their own ways. And we were talking about cynicism on on Dark City, but my friend was like, he's making something that's that's post apocalyptic and kind of uh, gothic horror-y and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm also in for it. But it was so there was it was so joyless. And this thing I said to him, and it's so funny because I'm trying to be profound but what i said to him was i was like you know i was like you know no matter what happens at the end of the world there will always be some jeff morgan making dick and fart jokes right <laughs> up until we die and i said because why else are we fighting you know exactly. because like if it's not for love or laughter or friendship then then what are we doing then why not just lay down and, and die? so much of right. this bleakness is and i love that that churchill thing is that's perfect because it's so easy to lose track of that but it's like what are we fighting for then, if not that? Speaking of like laughter and light, this movie is surprisingly funny. No, that's a lot that, of the I meant to, uh, it's like as as for as much as going on and all the layers and the things we're talking about, it's also a very joyful and sort of fun mm-hmm. movie to watch. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take itself too fucking seriously. When no, when no. fucking uh, Sebe is like with these two men, lead, and he's got the sake he, cup he, in his hand, he's, he's like, there's, there's the nothing to fear. And then I love to I love to imagine that that was improvised by Nafune. <laughs> yeah, right. so, yeah, he just, just, like, just, he just brings it up, brings the sake cup, and, and he just like lets it rest. And then you hear like ting 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 ting, which reveals how much this dude's hand is shaking. So good. There's a yeah. There's, and the, just his smile. Dude, later on, um, in one of the bleakest moments of the movie, when they bring Mifune to a graveyard in a coffin, yeah. and he stands up, and, and Gonji looks at him, and he goes, you don't even look like one of the living. <laughs> and then he goes, after a few days sleep, I'll be right as rain. And then he smiles, and he just looks... It's worse when you smile. Yeah, he looks ghoulish, and Gonji's just like, it's even it's worse not, when you worse smile. Go, go back to the way you were. And Thank then he you. And then he out. falls over. It's like, it's almost slapstick. Yeah. It, oh, almost super slapstick. Slapstick. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. It's so good. And and uh, like that moment, that review. So like so you know uh, chronologically, we got through. You know the gun guy shows up, and then you know Mifune uh, 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 gets the two guys who's the drunk guys. He captures them. You know the, they right. trade. The woman reveal happens where where because he's introduced kidnapping, they kidnap her, and and so when he gets undone by his act of kindness, when the the letter is found. <laughs> God damn it! Don't send me a thank you card. Fuck I know that I, I, I have a, a I said this thank you notice caused a whole hell of a lot of yep, torture. Sure did. It sure <laughs> did, and and because of that, like it's <laughs> he um. <laughs> Yeah, like like that reveal of like when he first turns the camera and you see his good eye and then you see his bad eye, which are very good prosthetics. What a for great! Yeah. There's a 60s. couple of yeah. like hide it, hide it. You know who else does that? Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah, he'll show he'll set you up so that you think something's happening, and then the camera will move or the shot will cut, and you're like, not what mm. I thought it was. Yep. Um, my yeah. favorite example is Gonji hanging at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that reveal is fucking awesome because typically so you're like you're waiting to just your heart to break and then instead you get oh thank god oh yep. my god he's not dead yep. he's not dead holy yeah. shit but yeah, yeah when that when the eye comes up off the bottom and he's just, just beat to oh, shit yeah. and and again you're not used to seeing your heroes this way you know and, and it's he not is suffering his performance in this moment his his groans oh, his... he crawls for the next fifteen minutes of the movie yep. he doesn't stand up. It's yep. so good. It's amazing. And you're like, you know, you're waiting for him to kind of do the what in um not not Die Hard the last what's the other Bruce Willis movie where he's um 
uh, fucking, it was like just another diehard white. And he's like yeah. the, the, oh my God, <laughs> one of the Wayans brothers got the football. And he's oh, like, the last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout, thank you. Where, so he's like lighting the cigarette and then he yeah. break, you know, kills uh, the guy, yeah. you know, just to do, just because he can. Like Mufune's not doing any of that. Right. Like he's crawling literally out there, has them carry him out of there in a, in a, it's a coffin. In a coffin. Yeah. That's, that's their out coffin. The thing, style, you know, yeah. yeah, very like, you know, and he just looks like hell. And um, I love that his escape is like dragging himself on his elbows. This is not like a exactly. A, it's not a Hollywood like I've been badly beaten, but I can still run, yeah. flip, yeah, jump. I can do pull ups, parkour. Fistful yeah. <laughs> does it pretty well with Eastwood too. Yeah. He has a real hard time getting himself totally. Yeah. When you were upstairs, we were talking about how oh, Fistful of Dollars yeah. is actually like fairly. Pretty, oh no, Sergio Leone is pretty fucking yeah. awesome. We got. So. We're doing all of those later. This well, and, and and Mufune, like you know, he's commits to it so hard that I'm like, is his back broken? Is he like <laughs> paralyzed? Like like because he's so hurt and 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 he's whining and he's crying and he's like yeah. whatever it's amazing D- you were told not to kill him relax he's still groaning no nah, don't worry i just threw him by his fucking, fucking head, head twice dude yeah. when he picks him up in that like full nelson yeah. he's like you want to talk now you want to talk now i'm like even acting that would hurt it's so that's yeah. gotta be painful so that, that guy is so fucking big yeah, yeah. Dude, when he's like back in Gonji, like lurch. When he, yes, when he's back in Gonji out of the room, Gonji's like belly button level, yeah. looking up at him like, "I'm just gonna go. Every I know time, this is my restaurant." Every time but he comes into the room, I expect him to say, "You ring, <laughs> dude." He's oh that face too, and the big ass hammer. He's like a sword would be just like too small. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to bonk somebody. <laughs> Um, one thing I talk about, I think about a lot with, um, I, I, it's kind of like the full circle is that like, if you're trying to make a movie, uh, you know, you need to, you, you need to make good scenes first. So it's like making a good short before you make a good feature because each scene should be a short that kind of stands on its own. And I think about, um, the rescue of the, the, the wife when he, like, it's such a complicated, like really His ruse dude is so like, and it's on the spot. Like he didn't walk in there thinking, oh, of, you know, is well, he's with the brother. Yep. The pig but face, he, but he needs like, yeah, pig face. We, right. we need pig face guy to like, to live, to sell the lie. So he's like, oh yeah, isn't that, that uh, this chick's uh, husband over there? Oh, right. I got to go beat him up. Yep. Gets him out of the way. Screaming kid while, while yeah. this is happening. Beats his dad a yeah. little bit. And then Mufune runs in. Go and tell your brother something's wrong. Everybody's dead. And you're like, oh, my God, everybody's dead. And off he runs. And then he goes and makes everybody dead. Makes everybody dead. But I love love selling the lie where he's like, "Uh, oh, my God, I better go tell him. And he's like, all right, I got about probably two minutes to kill everyone now. Well, he only needs 28 seconds and then spends the rest of the time making it look like 14 people. Making it look like a less competent person. Yes. I can't remember, but I in my. too clean. They would have known. In my head, this is all one shot. You know, God, is it like two or three? It's not, but you were so in my head because I was gonna say it feels like a sequence yes. shot, even though it's not because because it's so well timed out in this moment. It's a masterclass, and that's what I was gonna say about the short film because it because it, it feels like in real time it happens in three minutes, right? right? Yeah, like from the minute he walks in and says go beat up that kid's dad to when he's like you know cutting the place apart because the bad guys come quickly yeah like this isn't some like movie magic where he has all the time in the world he barely walks out the door after cleaning his sword to, you know like to say like oh shit here they come you know st- right. stuff still falling from the ceiling yeah he oh, dude watching him take that shit to pieces too that must have so, been so fun as an i was actor. thinking that like Favorite so satisfying set, and you can see like the gimmick set up too because they're like oh look a bunch of sticks hanging from the ceiling and i bet he cuts that rope i can't wait for him to I cut that it. rope and then he cuts the rope and they fall i'm like i had an actor Mifune's best day on set. i had an actor do that in 
a TV pilot I, I directed and um, like like it was a scene just two people are arguing and it's just like post-apocalyptic scene in this hacker type guy who collects technology and he's got his little uh, shrine there of all this stuff and he's and so the the lead character is trying to get this nerd guy to talk so instead of beating him up he beats up all of his stuff yeah. and it just it just something that happened on the day of, I was like you know what John just fucking go crazy just start breaking shit and like and like my production designer walked over to me afterwards and I was like I thought she was gonna rip me a new one she's like I'm so wet right now this oh is so my awesome God. <laughs> she's like she loved it so much but and it was and my actor had so much fun and because like who fucking cares you know what I mean but like and I think Mufune was just the same you know oh, I think dude. Mufune was wet oh, yeah, dude totally been. he's just like I'm glad I wore I have my a third sword yeah. I'm gonna put my arm in my sleeve and rub my chest <laughs> while I do this <laughs> slice 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 so good dude it's it's fucking rad and and so in, in that moment like right like 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 that is as sophisticated a three minutes as any like Scorsese crime movie sure. or whatever three minutes like Kurosawa makes Scorsese look sloppy yeah well and there's i have well, a, scorsese i like him because he is a little rough scorsese is a is a hitter is a hitter miss thing for me and this yeah, is yeah. controversial but maybe but like i don't like most of his uh, stuff as a as a entertainee i think three film, faves film, uh i think the departed is fucking killer the departed is pretty is great except it does the thing i'm about to say um <laughs> but um but I, I like his stuff when he gets out of there i like um the island uh shutter island shutter island is amazing um, that's you know, on my the, list the one about the lumiere uh, the movie one that um with oh, sasha the, yeah, Bowen, yeah, yeah. Car- oh, Bowen, uh yeah it's a kid's movie but like he the reason I is seen that one. is yeah. Yeah, is because he um he it's it's the cynical thing again it's so cold like in the departed when uh dicaprio dies in the elevator and right. and, and he just, it immediately cuts away from it that part just rubs me wrong because he is doing what the world is doing where he's just moving on and that's why it's great filmmaking but as an he as a filmmaker i think that the that the camera is supposed to be the audience and should linger and should yeah. should acknowledge the pain and that's just what me. do you think have you ever seen heaven's gate the western no it's it's a controversial one mm-hmm. um, it's insanely long um but there there's a moment in heaven's gate I'm, it's not even spoilers. No one's even going to watch it because for a couple reasons. One, they approached the sound design to make the Western as realistic as possible. So a lot of the audio is mm-hmm. essentially inaudible. There's moments where like, and you you know every single person in this cast. John Hurt's in it. He's amazing. Right. But like when they get off a train, the train is like next to them and very loud and they're talking and they don't lower the train at all. So you lose most of what they're saying because these dudes would have a hard time hearing each other. It's like a really... The best way I can describe it is it's a Western that fully immerses you in what it would be like to live in the West, including long chunks of it. Nothing happens like it's pretty dull and boring because that's it. It was kind of an experiment. Is it kind of like um, fucking it's like four and a half hours long. What's the name? What's the guy he did? uh, Um. He did the school shooting movie. He did Gus Van Sant. Yeah, Gus Van Sant. He did his human uh, tragedy trilogy, and one of them was last Jer- was Jerry. Well, like, I've never seen Jerry, Jerry. But so like Jerry, Jerry did it very well. Where it's like two men who get stranded in the desert and they're walking to salvation, and there are lo- like, and they have the they have behind the scenes shots where he literally laid down like a mile of dolly track so he could just track with. Um, Young uh, Casey Affleck and Matt Damon, I think it is, um, awesome. you know, and just walking with them, and it does work because it's it's showing that, and I think that that's great. That's what I like about Last Days. They did one about the last days of Kurt Cobain's life, gotcha. and like big chunks of that because he's just a heroin just addict, it. just lying around yeah. in a living room, and like the shots are like you're like this has got to be seven minutes, and this you know? and this is definitely just 
preference on my part, but I think that what Kurosawa did with rescuing the family and then having them show thanks and having uh, Mufune not be able to handle that right. was a better twist than where I think that um, Scorsese would have had like half the family die. And just moved on. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. And, and, and that's no, a, you're and not that's wrong. Okay. You're it's not realistic, wrong. but it is the more cynical choice. And and um, it's just a, it's just a it's just a preference. They, that's that's what the in Heaven's Gate at like the three hour and twenty mark. Like it's <laughs> I'm really gonna have to cross this off my list, dude. Yeah, now. don't yeah. watch it. Don't watch <laughs> don't it. Like it. honestly, like unless you're way into westerns and you want to get like the history of the western, right. it's I, you can give it a pass. But like, there's a moment. At about like the three hour mark, this whole movie is like quiet and slow and subtle and quiet mm-hmm. and slow. And then they're finally the the our, one of our main characters who we've been watching from the beginning of the movie picks up this woman's bags and he's going out to put her bags on a wagon train. Mm-hmm. And he just steps out the door, and then the loudest shotgun blast you've ever heard blows his chest wide open and he hits the ground and he's fucking dead just immediately and Mm. then more gunfire and the other two main characters that we've like kind of know and love gunned down and killed yeah and what it it's it is so shocking to it was so shocking to me to see that i watched it in college like big screen big speakers it made that whole rest of the movie worth it just for that stark Intensely real moment of yeah. violence This is violence in the yeah. old west You're walking out your front door And there's some fucking people outside Who want your shit And they kill you Yeah And it was It like I can't describe the moment My brain stopped Stopped functioning When they died And that For me That's the Scorsese Killing mm-hmm. DiCaprio It's mm-hmm. like Bang he's dead And you know that We move on It's literally that You're totally right It's like Just just treating death As like a reality Of these people's world Right And it's something About that coldness That gives that world Like a sense of verisimilitude That I I like Which is why I love Taxi Driver Right You know It's like It's like if the crow had all of the aesthetics taken out and all you were left with was like the grit and the grime and the awfulness of it. I can't take much of it, but when I am taking it, I want a strong dose and Scorsese gives me a strong dose. Yeah. But, um, but you're right. Like you, you could never do this movie. He could never do this movie because that scene is so, so, so well done. Um, but so he escapes, he gets, he gets all beat up. I don't want to keep you guys here forever. So like he, he, uh, he gets all beat up. He gets back to Gonji's place Ganji hides him, and then the oh man sucks. He's trying to help him out, bring him medicine and food, and he gets fucking. Well, I wanted to, there's a Ushitora and his men come in and are like, "Where the fuck is he?" And he's like, "He went to Sebe's place." And they're like, "That seems reasonable." And they leave, and he's like, "All right, get yourself together, man. Oh, what are right. we gonna do? What are you gonna do?" And he goes, "Go next door." Or he goes, "What will you do now? Go next door and buy a coffin." How can you give up like this? Yeah. No, idiot. No, 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 I'm idiot. not dying no. yet. There's a bunch of guys I have to kill. Yeah. And and it's so good. And kill get, first. There's and, a bunch and, of guys. And when that I say pig face, like they call him pig face in that. Yes, like, oh yeah, you know, he's meant to be that. Like that's that's on purpose. And the faces with, with his mouth oh, and stuff he makes. It's so on purpose. They do like the Alfred Hitchcock like silhouette just to show that he has literally no exactly. chin. Exactly. Wow, glamour lighting on his like and, unibrow. And like you know, and we had just seen exactly his eyebrows had, go into his hairline. They do. They it's do. Fucking they, amazing. They just go the whole way. And like they trick him in a funny way to to help out by insulting him. Like you're too scared to come to the cemetery. So then. He's like, he's like, when I see ghosts, I feel relieved, which makes no sense. There's a camera move right before this that is just fucking glorious. There, it's it's the casket maker yes. and the 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 You're restaurant talking about owner. The reveal of yes. the yeah. yes, because it it's like earlier when we're when we have been have had the town and the setup revealed from the perspective of one of the people who has to hide out from it. Like 
the way these people live their lives is they watch these events mm-hmm. through shutters and that's how we get to see it. So we get their lived experience through the cinematography. Yeah. So in this moment, they're carrying him in this casket, like two pallbearers. And he's, they're like, he's like, what's, what's going on? And you're like, <laughs> Stop, man. well, on. one gang is smoking out another gang and they're killing a whole shitload man, of shot them. for shot. They stole last, last man standing. <laughs> it's the exact same thing they yes. fucking do. But they did. They did say this is, a, they, they literally acknowledge that it's, Oh, is it in like the in opening? The, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, in, the, yeah. In the credits, it's like you know, credit you know, written by Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah, fair. That's that's fair. <laughs> but, then, but yeah. if you're gonna and, own it, yeah. yeah. And, well, there was a, so there's another movie that like did this, and Kurosawa sued them, and where they couldn't release their movie for a long time. So then he wins that wins that lawsuit and gets like 15 percent of that movie for 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 doing it. Later, um, Last Man Standing comes out. They they give him credit and everything is fine. But then Kurosawa says, "Oh, I based this on a play from the 40s and didn't give him any credit." for it wow <laughs> just like wow. great artists it all comes steal. around baby it's, it's all jazz man it's all um, jazz because that's right i said earlier just steal from kurosawa yeah because he stole from somebody else yep. well, dude well jarmish steals for well okay quentin tarantino end of state right. end of statement yeah, and i'm not, not perfect that's, that's not even a criticism that's no. like what a fucking genius no, no he just and it's on the surface it's homage yeah you know? yeah totally um but but the reveal of they the, set yeah. sandro down and he goes i can't see anything from here take me closer we, the audience, also can't see anything from here. So as they move him, they, we get a camera pan yeah. and the big reveal. And they've been there the whole time. The building's on fire. It's a secret POV shot without being a POV mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Just take take like that. one extra hour to think about your camera moves for the day. And you can get sh- yeah. I bet you any money, like, everybody's shit gets better. These are the lessons to take. Yeah. You don't have to obsess. Just be like... How can I use the camera to tell this story as mm-hmm. well? And ask the people around you. If you're like, okay, I've got this set up. I've got six angles I need to do to sell this him getting out of town thing. You know, if you, and you can't imagine, you're like, ask the people around you. Say, hey, like, is there something cool we could do with this? Right. Like, like, let's what walk do you through think? this a few times, yeah. you know, and just you see what people say. And that's how you get the Coen brothers putting this camera between two planks and, like, running yeah. over the... <laughs> and the Coen brothers, oh, uh, the Coen brothers are Sam my... Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Dead, yeah. But, but the Coen brothers are my... Scorsese fix. They handled the the dark cynicism in the way that feels right to me. Like yeah. that that's they're the ones that I'm like, yeah, give me more of this. I'm not a big fan of the Coen Brothers. I know Carl that's famously cool. hates all of their movies, but when he says that, he loves every single one except Burn After Reading. Correct. Fair. I'm the same way. I think that one's just okay, but every other fucking uh, Coen Brothers movie. I know okay. you're like, I hate them all. I'm like, No Country for Old Men. No, you're like that, that one's great. I'm like, he, raising he literally Arizona. rattle all of them <laughs> off so like, funny. Oh no, it's I masterpiece. Just, and then he's like, Burn After Reading. I, That's the I don't I like that's just one, one of them. The one. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, let's talk let's let's it's nine o'clock. We've been yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the gun. Okay. Let's talk about the fucking gun. I fucking hate it. And not I love that like, it's in the movie, but yes. I I'm with You're meant you, to hate it. You're, You're meant correct. to hate it. Yeah. Correct. It's so it He's, changes everything. Well, the kid changes everything, and the gun changes it. Those are the they just fucking the line. The line earlier when he finally goes to um to the the in gang, and he's like, "All right, hey, I'm gonna I want to be your bodyguard now." And they're like, "And he he's like thirty Rio up front, and uh, Uno's like, uh, that's a lot of money." And, and then uh, Pigface is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> this guy's tough," and he just pulls the gun out and he goes, "Tougher than this, right?" Yeah. But you're not tough, bro. Oh my god! Exactly. It. It's, it's what what I didn't even realize it until you just said that. But like, what irks me so much about that is he's just he's using terminology wrong. Correct. Because guns remove everything else from the equation but mm-hmm. the gun. 
Right. A gun, a gun, a 10-year-old kid can pick up a gun and become a lethal assassin. Right. Right. Like nothing is required of a gun. It is like the ultimate weapon of like weak cowards. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is like 2023 thing, but like and and our like insane exposure to gun violence right. in America, but like I have this weird thing that I wrote down read it, about yeah. the guns. So, well, at first I start because most of my notes are always start humorous. Like, go, well, guns are cheating. And <laughs> I was like, hmm, gun control, weird. I was like, if you want to do violence, do it face to face with blade in hand. Fucking guns took the life out of killing. I don't know. That's weird. It okay. So I no no. You are a hundred percent right. I agree. Are you questioning your note? No. Yeah. No, I'm quite, that yeah, sort of because it's like but, because here's what it is like like in in my opinion is like if I can shoot somebody from a sniper position 200 yards away and mass murder a bunch of people like it's I'm, not a I, life you took it takes the cost out yeah of yeah Correct. but if I have to like cut you open and see right. your skin your subdermal layer of fat and your muscle split open and then the blood rush in and yeah. it goes from blue to red you know like it's like yeah. now i'm experiencing that right and, yeah. and i mean I, here i am talking to a military person but i'm no not, no, no. But, but, like, totally but, get but, you. but 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 it's that thing like like that and i think i just realized at least for me what the gun is saying right i think in my mind the gun is saying that it's the one thing that's not from sandro's world because so right. like so like he and you kind of, you said it like when he's like it's the honorable thing to give it back. I think that he um I think it's both like he he defeats the guy through skill and and practice with a knife and defeats him and then he gives it to him because of his honor code. But he's but then Kurosawa gives a nod of like well if, but if this guy wasn't bleeding to death he would have then won anyway through right. trickery. Yeah, and I think it's meant to say that like it's kind of a nod to the gun as the elephant in the room at the time. Sure. Of the equalizer, it, but yeah, it it kind of is like that in a way. The nah, it's not like the end of Shane, but it is kind of like this is the poignant goodbye to the world of Sandro. Sure, like this is Kurosawa saying, like, all right, now in this in this town, one man had one pistol, but this is 1961. Right, he's shooting this in 61, so we know that eventually there'll be it'll just be people with guns. Right, it'll right. be so the like last samurai. This is yeah. This is the last samurai. We're mm-hmm. kind of seeing like mm-hmm. like Kurosawa's like bittersweet goodbye to this. I, when you were talking about it earlier, like using the graphic terms, which I think are important, like there sh- there should be consequences and personal cost to taking a life. You should if you're going to use a if you're gonna kill another person. Then, we're not. We're not saying you do, no, and this no. is the way to do it. It's yeah, a yeah. very strange sort of. Which, which brings me up to the Patreon.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's been fifteen minutes. But no, like, but like, truly, like, if if it has come down to a point yeah. where there are two people, well, and I mean this, I actually right. mean this, because if if you if if events have transpired to the point where you're like, I have to kill this person, that should cost you quite a bit mentally emotionally spiritually right. that should stay with you forever because you ended a human life the there's nothing worse than that because we all only right. ever get one right and when you're gonna you're gonna just you've made a decision that you're gonna take that and everything else that it could ever have been that person could ever have been everything they ever did everyone who knows them everyone who loves and cares about them you're gonna take that and just it will all go away 
and the rest of forever, anything else that would have happened is gone. Mm-hmm. You've removed p- human potential from the world and you've destroyed the, a human life. That should cost you so fucking much. Right. The weight of that should you should bear forever. And that's part of I think that's part of what it is that we like about samurai and dislike about like the crazy gunman movies. Right. right. Where it's like a gun makes it so we talked about it in um one of the assassin movies when from season like three, mm-hmm. when we were saying like the the thing that I dislike about guns in films and one of the things that a lot of Westerns critique, uh, like, like um, what do they call them? Like, neo-Westerns, like post-Western, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is they critique the gun as a simple solution to every problem. Well, it was built as a, the cult equalizer. It was right. like, all men right. are now created equal. Right. And you're like, well, I was... Well, it, right. yeah. it's, like, it's like Jeff was just saying. Like, a, the gun makes it really easy to just decide, like, oh, man, that guy. I, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Yep. Right. To the point where I'm going to fantasize about like just erasing them in a moment. Right. And and uh, but if you but exactly like if you've got to take first of all if you want to if you want to if this is something that you're going to do as like your life you know it's samurai like soldier okay if you're right, going to be yeah. a soldier you have to train and train and train and harden your mind so that you can bear the the philosophical and even then that's why you have post traumatic stress and to be fair you too should. it cost you a great well, fucking well and and, deal. and to be fair like um uh you know uh, this is he, why drones he, he, exist. he who fights with monsters you know best be careful lest he become a monster himself Michi. when we when we gaze into the abyss the abyss gazes back Kafka. but 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 i will say that um like like not this is not a uh, uh, an indictment of our soldiers who who sure. kill people because you are balancing that life you take with the lives you save. Yes, you know, and and that's and that's the thing we we are right now criticizing mass shooters basically. Well, yeah, that's what we're and we're and we're criticizing. This was our biggest problem and, with Halloween ends. A thousand percent. Because it's a fanboy movie. It's it not is a, a mass school shooter. shooter essentially. It yeah. really is. It, yeah, and and we get these things like there's nothing wrong with catharsis there's nothing wrong with the dexters of the world where we see a bad guy doing bad things to other bad people that's what john wick works on and the only way it works totally um the halloween ends fails yeah the the original lone wolf and cub comic the graphic novels have probably the best issue in them is when you see that um uh that the main character whose name uh, just escaped me uh that he's basically in mourning and he's he's putting like a funeral boat in the river and you're like what's going on well during one of his big huge bloody battles he killed a guy and killed an innocent woman behind her and um and he spends that whole co- whole issue of that comic book paying penance because and 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 saying i should kill myself right now but i'm already dead and like, and and he basically is reaffirming that he will die at the end of this mission, if nothing else, because now he is also done yeah. wrong. And and it and it and it is a reminder from those from those creators too that there is a responsibility for this. And uh, and I don't think Sanjiro, you know, and and Yojimbo, he doesn't shy away from that. Like he I, he, yeah, he he's he's, ag- he's agreed to that. And it is yeah, it's 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 interesting. You you have to be careful with your catharsis. I yes, I'm glad you brought up the distinction between um like like soldiers, especially like modern soldiers, mm-hmm. and what we're critiquing, which is essentially like this this character Uno. Is a mass shooter. Right. He's a he's a criminal. Right. This is like a. Well, he a, found great power with this thing that he now has. Yeah. So. Right. All of the men in this, except for Sandro, are 
literally just street street killers. Right. These are two gangs. Right. This is like, and they're not even swordsmen, really. They carry swords, but they're but not. They're not. They're not. You know, these are yeah. Trained. They these are like the high points of of or the high point is a bad example, but like these these are like your buy off the street burner gun version right. of a katana. These right. are probably dead men's blades. Right. So like. Yeah. So what what we're what we're critiquing here is not like, but but then again, like I do think one of the things that it's the same it's the same critique either way. The problem with a gun is gun a gun reduces the personal consequences of of murder or mm-hmm. killing, which makes killing easier, which propagates larger numbers of killings. Something that I guess Kurosawa had a problem with. He he put the gore in this movie on purpose because he want he felt like it was too sterile in the previous movies where people would just die and it wasn't there was no blood no guts no hands in the mouths of dogs right but he then it uh, should be horrific he came to regret that later because i guess it he feels like it led to our uh tarantinos and our uh robert rodriguez's who are both you know well robert rodriguez i love and uh and and these other people who like the saw movies and whatever where mm-hmm. gore became the thing not the consequence it became the draw and um he regretted that later which i think is funny games points a finger at us funny games is so good dude it's amazing and like and uh, straw dogs to some extent too Mm -hmm. that i think you know like that's one thing that peck everybody always critiques peck and paw so much for being like well he's a big uh, he's a big director of machismo and it's all about the the like the macho pose and the violence but a lot of Peckinpah's <coughs> flicks critique violence yeah. in its excesses. When you watch The Wild Bunch, mm-hmm. I don't think Peckinpah, I think this is this is like the fight club problem where people come yep, and they're like, Tyler Durden's so fucking cool. And you're like, no, 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 no. Fincher is portraying a domestic terrorist. Yeah. If you're like thinking this guy's the mm-hmm. rad, like rad the shit. Well, like, he does have a great jacket. But he does. But other than that. Right. It's the John Wick shit. You no, just want but, a cool haircut exactly. and a jacket. You yeah, know? it is right. It's like it's like how do you come you come away from that with just the surface of wasn't any and that's catharsis. But those are the like the Avatar movies are this way too. But they're they're cathar they're they're uh, a thin candy shell of catharsis wrapped around a good message. And sure. Fight Club does Fight Club is meant to be navel gazing introspection at you know late nineties masculinity and you know the community consumerism mm-hmm. and stuff like right, that right. too. And it and it's great. But yeah, no, it's right. It's it's really funny how you can come away from that and miss that. And this movie too. It's it's really. It really has a lot to say, a surprising amount to say. It does. And, and For something yeah. that's really on the surface so fucking simple, yeah. man walks into town, two rival gangs, mm-hmm. pit against each other. Turns them against each other, and that's rolls it. back yeah. out. But it spends so much time, right, establishing yep. the gangs, establishing the motivations, making uh, uh, Sendero wait until he sees how bad they all really exactly. are. I think the last lines... Um, really are really are illuminating. The last Well, uh <laughs> Hansuke, go hang yourself. Hansuke. Then... Yeah, go hang yourself. <laughs> I around. I like right before that when he goes uh when the guy dies with the gun in his hand and he looks down at him he says, "Look at him. He died as recklessly as he lived." Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh then he turns to the sheriff who's come out all happy. "Go hang yourself." That but, like that that to me was what sold my my honor premise. Yeah, was yeah. like like you, I hope you realize that you don't deserve to be alive anymore. You should kill yourself to save some shred of your of your honor. Mm-hmm. And in 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 just the same way that the the introduction of the family breaks his little game that he, he too was playing, you know, kind of realizing that oh, there's consequences to that. And then yeah, the, mer- the the innkeep gets in trouble, all shakes him to his core, 
you know what I mean? He's like, oh shit, you this know, guy this, helped me. Yeah, and now yeah, he's... yeah. And we see him hung up like he is and stuff like that. And even if he wasn't hung by his neck, that's still not comfortable. That, that look for that guy. And he's all like beat up years. too. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, rough. And um, you know, and yeah, it's it's just amazing. And then we see like like you had mentioned earlier the guy with the banging the drum, and everybody oh in the town God. like loses their mind because they had built their lives on this simple facade <laughs> of bravado. It's, it's all like gone straw now. dogs when they're it on the is. tricycles and they're like oh my running God, around yeah. in clown makeup and shit. You're like, wow, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, it's just it's, it, it all is. got manic and crazy. It is, and it, and it's just done. It. I will say there is one super cool line where he's like, "I'll make sashimi out of them." We're so we're so cute. We 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 both have the same last <laughs> note. Yeah, see you around. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what's the last note? The, the last line he says is "See, you, see around, you around," and he just walks off. See you around. Yeah. That's it, you know, like, and because you want more, right? You're like, where's the last? Yeah, 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 exactly. No, man, he just moves on. Um, And then it fades back back in, and then Laurie Strode writes the last chapter. Fuck off. off. (laughs) We're not talking. God damn it. All right. Um, I can't imagine, I can't possibly imagine that any of us have anything else to say about Yojimbo. So, well, I I noticed that Carl didn't complain about Kiefer Sutherland in this movie. So, you know, that's because Kiefer Sutherland's performance in Yojimbo is fucking flawless. (laughs) (laughs) He's not doing an unnecessary affectation, but but his cultural effect, you know, as the the innkeeper. I get it. I get it. No, um, it's a great movie in Kiefer Sutherland. In Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) I want to be in Kiefer. (laughs) I don't blame you. Can't wait to do Lost Boys someday, man. Oh, oh Flatliners is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. We got to do the remake though. We do yeah. that. It's yeah. it is a it is a great movie and um and all this stuff like we go we go like hyper deep into it, but it's it's just that perfect mix my again of, of of you know popcorn on the surface if you want it. Yep. Uh, but like you know smart totally and, and and then got like with some good messages in there that are just enough to like get you thinking and talking like this if you want to if you feel like being nerds with the exception of the last film in our series i think there are i think all of the movies that we watched are do that where you can just mm-hmm. watch them watch them with your friends have a blast be like well look at a hand in a dog's mouth but we are gonna watch metropolis and that's just not that movie. there it is <laughs> That one's just a little different. I'm excited for the next I, one. I've never, I haven't seen it either. That's why Neither have I. I just know well, it's, it's going to be a virgin watch for all of us. All uh, three exciting. of us. Yeah, man. Watch, we're, gonna, we're all going to sit down and be like, well, I don't know why wow, people why like this, this piece. I wish Kiefer Sutherland was in this. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. More I'm a fan of Jack Bauer. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jack Bauer, you know, to be fair, like, not that dissimilar from Mufuni's character in this, like like oh, the violence, but yeah. but the rest like cannot function in any other way. But when he's, when he's violently solving problems with his yes. mind, yes, you know, and uh, justified, yeah, justified, oh. justified is yeah. another example. Mm. That is that's one of my favorites. Fucking it's got it, Walter so. Goggins in. Yeah, in the dude, he's one of my favorites. Walter Goggins is one of the best character actors ever. Have you seen? It's not bad, Santa. Fuck, it's the one with Mel Gibson that came out. Um, Mel Gibson plays Santa and Walter Goggins plays the guy that wants to go kill Santa. It's oh fucking God. crazy, man. That's <laughs> absolutely I, I, wild. Fat, it's called Fat Man. Fat Man? Oh, fat Man. If Walter yeah. Goggins is in it, I'm there yeah. for he, it. And he's all kinds of Ant-Man Goggins. And the Wasp Goggins is in. Yeah. 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 Well, the, Goggins was the weird you, you know, Justified. I think his character was supposed to die in that first season. But, but so everyone's good. so good. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Right. 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 It's in, yeah. This uh, Sanjuro was was supposed to walk off into the sunset. Kurosawa was working on his next movie, but this was so popular that he wrote there is him another into one, it by the called way. it Sanjuro. Yeah, there's three. So of Sanjuro's them, the next one. Sanjuro's there, the next one. With there it, is that's, that's and there's character. a crossover. So there's another samurai series called Zatuichi, the Blind Swordsman. Mm, yeah, that one. I think it's the. Th- 
third in that series is called Zatuichi Meets Yojimbo. Really? Incredible. Yeah, bro. And it's all on Criterion.com. Criterion. But before you money. go to Criterion.com. Head on over to Patreon.com yes. slash Quillandfilm. Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. Give us some money. Give us all your It's monies. called support. Yes, give oh, yeah. us support. Support the things you support love. Us. Give us some financial support. Um, <laughs> uh, and you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's Measuring I'm saying flicks. bye now because I'm going to pee my pants. Bye, Carl. Um, bye, everybody. Love you. Carl runs the the social medias because I've got a terrible brain for it. Or you can drop us a line at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tell your friends about the show. Uh, actually, word of mouth is one way that podcast spreads, so spread us to your friends like a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> Please rate and review. The algorithm loves it when people say stuff about us and give us five stars. If you're thinking about a one-star review, just don't do that. What kind of person are you? Just go get a cup of coffee and get some fresh air and go and see the sunshine and reconsider. Yeah, um, Reconsider your entire life after. Yeah, seriously. Who leaves one-star <laughs> reviews? Like, that's a bummer. Don't do that. Yeah. I we we like you. Um, next week on Measuring Flicks, Jeff is back again, and we're going. Actually, I loved your suggestion for next week because we're doing next week. We're going to talk about Twelve Monkeys. Mm-hmm. But you pointed out that this is actually Twelve Monkeys was based on a short French film called La Jete. Yep, La Jete. Yep, it's a, also also on the Criterion entire, Channel. <laughs> almost entirely still, almost entirely made up of still photographs. I didn't know Half that. Half an hour long. I see the tr- I see the thumbnail for it all the time when I'm on there, and it's just like a face with like the two like electroshock pads yep. over the eyes. Yeah. So yep, and it's and it's on Criterion. It's also free on YouTube. You know, like, yeah, what's it like? Twenty minutes, half an hour, half an hour. Yep. Okay. Yep. And yeah. uh, I showed it to kids. I showed it to everybody. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I really do think it's fun. It's in French, but you know, <laughs> French and French and still imagery. Yeah. So we're gonna we're actually gonna like do a twofer. Uh, we'll probably start by talking about La Jete, and then we'll move on to Twelve Monkeys, which stars Bruce Willis, but secretly stars Daniel Craig overacting. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much, listener, for bearing with us for this long. But you knew that the first Kurosawa was gonna be a fucking we can. Oh, a fucking God. epic. I can't see. Carl, slap happy. We gotta get out of here. Bye, y'all. Let the katana down, Carl.